Hey everybody, it's Manny from Chapel of Forge. And this is Missy from Homesteading Roots. And Z from Chapel of Forge. And Jeremy from Homesteading Roots. So today we're going to talk about freeze drying. We've done an episode on freeze drying before. We've mentioned it in other episodes. Missy and I did like an hour-long episode like a year ago where we talked about different types of food preservation, freeze drying, dehydrating, canning, all kinds of things. Um, and we are constantly getting questions about freeze drying. It's fairly new-ish to like home preservationists, I feel like, compared to canning and things like that. Um, or, you know, just drying and whatever. So, as in like air drying or dehydrating. Like a lot of people have that kind of stuff. They have a dehydrator. They're a lot more affordable. You know, you can get a decent dehydrator for 50 bucks. You can get a really, really nice one like Missy has for, I, I don't know what they are, like 350, 400 bucks. But when you jump to a freeze dryer, you're talking two, three, four thousand dollars. It's a really big investment, um, but an investment that's totally worth it. So we get questions about freeze drying all the time. Um, Missy and I have had our freeze dryers probably over, have we had them almost two years now? No. Year and a half? Probably year and a half yeah yeah we we got ours like march 2022 and i think Mm -hmm. yours came shortly after ours um they ordered them before us though right didn't ours come before you no i think we got ours in march and you got yours in may because you ordered and had like a 10 week wait or some nonsense and we found one at a hardware store in lancaster yeah so today we're going to talk about our top five favorite things to freeze dry so do you want to explain a little bit about how freeze drying works Sure. Um, So freeze drying, they say, is the best way to be able to preserve the nutrients because you're not dealing with excessive heat. Um, You're actually dealing with, like, deep cold. Right. So um, you can choose to either pre-freeze what you're freeze drying or you can just put it in and let the machine do the whole process. Which we always pre-freeze. Almost always, I would say, we pre-freeze. There's a couple things I have not pre-freezed. Pre-frozen. Pre-frozen. Yeah, Pre- however you say that even. Ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, it was okay, but, you know, it just take, the process takes longer. Um, so what it does is it at first freezes it. It'll freeze the product down to, gosh, it's like negative, negative 30? Yeah, or something. 30, almost 40, something like something that. Like that. Um, and then it pressure freezes it or vacuum freezes that's it vacuum freezes it where then it like sucks out the moisture and it'll all the moisture will collect on like the drum on the inside and then it does that for a couple hours and then the last step is drying drying yes it dries it and then it does warm up the trays a little bit but it's not they're not hot by any stretch no it's not enough to do anything to the nutrients it's just part of the process and then, um, you know, it'll when it's done, you open it, let the pressure out, it defrosts, you take your stuff out and um, store it. And as far as I've read, freeze drying takes out ninety about 99% of the moisture, whereas dehydrating takes out like 90 to 95. Is that yeah. pretty much mm-hmm. true? Yeah. Yep. And it wouldn't seem like that 4% makes a big difference, but that 4% is the difference between like a year or two of dehydrated food sitting on the shelf and freeze-dried food being able to sit on the shelf for up to 25. Right, and it's a big, I mean, if you if you have tasted or, you know, felt the texture of dehydrated food versus freeze-dried food, you wouldn't think that that like 4 to 5% is difference is huge, but like 
dehydrated fruit and stuff is kind of gummy. Yeah. You know, and then freeze-dried fruit and that kind of stuff is, like, styrofoam. Right. You know, so it, it does make a huge And at difference. first, like, my parents had a freeze-dryer before either of us. My dad had researched them, and, you know, at first I'm like, what is this? You know, my dad's yeah. like... He always is, like, finding these confangled things, and I'm like, what are we even talking about? And then he's like, you know, it's kind of like foam, and I'm like, why would I want to eat foam? Um, but the things we're going to talk about today are delicious. Like, some fruits, I almost prefer freeze-dried over oh, fresh, yeah. or and definitely over dehydrated, because dehydrated's yeah. like, like Missy said, it's like gummy, and it's like stuck in your teeth, mm-hmm. and like, whatever. Um so that's the basics of the freeze dryer. If you're looking into getting a freeze dryer, we'll drop our affiliate links in the description of this podcast episode. And, um, you know, if you have questions about them, let us know. We both have a medium harvest, right? Jeremy just looked at the current price. They're $28.99, right? I think. Um, um, so about three grand till you. Well, that's, well, so right now, the five tray, which is the large, is going for $37.99. And then the four trays, the four tray one's going for twenty eight ninety nine. So we both have four trays. Um, if I did it again, I think I'd still get a medium. I mean, I don't they really. Have, they did have a scratch and dent per se sale a little while ago. Yeah. If you're not worried about the the way it looks, the way it looks. Yeah. I mean, as long as it works fine, then what's. And they do run a sale. I believe they run a sale May and November um, that you can save. I think it's usually five hundred dollars. Um, so basically you would order it on Harvest Rights website um and then they ship it to you. The only pain in the butt about ordering it online is that it comes on a freight truck and so you need to be home and like you know whatever. Typically you have to sign for it. So that part's a little bit of a procedure. Now they do sell them. They have my tractor supply, right? Yes. Yeah. So there are and like like I mentioned, we got ours at a, the local hardware store when we lived in Lancaster. So you can sometimes find them. Now I know during COVID they were like impossible to find when well, we ordered ours through home depot right when we ordered it yeah um and i i don't know if you can order them through lowe's i'm not sure but look around online i would probably just order it right from harvest right unless you're able to find one locally and the biggest advantage of that is just you don't have to deal with the whole delivery freight truck blah 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 did you have some kind of delivery drama no our delivery no. like they, oh, they mom did yeah. mom had a big dent in hers oh they told yeah. like prepared us for like the worst yeah situation and the person was going to be like so unpersonable and miserable and it was like nothing Easy. like that yeah yeah so as far as like the space you'd need for one too a lot of times people are worried that they're not going to have adequate space you really just need like a nice sturdy surface so whether that's like um you buy like a metal card or a microwave card or it just needs to be a nice sturdy surface obviously it's a really expensive machine you don't want to fall over it also can be kind of noisy missy had hers in the living room right mm-hmm. when they lived in florida and it wasn't like obnoxious but it's just kind of annoying like it's just like a dull running noise all day long it's an old refrigerator that runs so um in our old house we had it in the basement so i didn't even ever notice it at this house we have it in the mudroom again it all the doors close around it so i don't really notice it missy has hers in the basement at their current house so you don't notice it um so just you know keep that in mind if you put it in your kitchen that could get it could get on your nerves depending on how much time you spend in your kitchen and we noticed too like we have it downstairs in our second kitchen and that's where our stove is where we heat our house and in the winter we do have to put a fan on the freeze dryer because it'll give us a warning that like the room is too warm for yeah you know when you're running the wood stove you're saying Yeah. 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 yeah yeah so you do have to like have good airflow you know 
My parents have to do the same thing. Theirs is in their sunroom, and sometimes, you know, it, because it's a sunroom, it warms up more than the rest of the house, and so they do sometimes have to put a fan. But, um, you'll kind of get used to, like, its idiosyncrasies, and you'll kind of know, like, if it makes a certain beep noise, you probably forgot to close the valve, and, like, things like that. Um, there are accessories that I'll link in the description that are handy to have there's there's like a rack you can put in your freezer for your trays you might want an extra set of trays missy and mom and i'll often have like four trays queued up um so that when that batch comes out we can put it in the other one especially this time of year like missy's all back what do you have zucchini zucchini Mm -hmm. missy has zucchini on cue i have onions on cue i have zucchini waiting to go in strawberries waiting to go strawberries your parents have the the smaller half trays yeah so if you're like a family of two or three you might be interested in the half trays so what mom will do is like if they make chili for instance they'll make a little bit of extra and then they'll do the half trays which are maybe six by four ish Mm -hmm. or something Somewhere in that ballpark, yeah. uh, maybe eight by four. I'm not sure, but anyway, then when they're doing long term storage stuff, they can drop like a meal for two of chili, for instance, into a smaller mylar bag. Um, now, when you get your freeze dryer, you'll get uh, kind of like a starter kit, I guess. So you'll get like the oil for your pump. They do have an oilless pump. I wouldn't recommend spending the extra money on it. It's not that big of a deal to change the oil. You only have to do it like every 25 goes. Um, so That's it's for the, the newer pump. The newer, Everybody gets a Premier pump now. I don't even think they offer the older pump as far as I've noticed. Um, so you'll get Mylar bags. You'll get oxygen absorbers. You'll need to, you know, once you run out of those, you'll have to go searching. The impulse sealer. You'll get the impulse sealer with it. Um, so there, there is a little learning curve. It's a little intimidating. When you get it to set it up, you know, it's a big, expensive machine that you don't want to break. We got the oil filter. Yeah, filter the pitcher. Oil. Did you guys get the that? The pitcher thing? Yeah. yeah. yeah that's, I haven't used it yet, but that was, like, intimidating to me. I don't know why that oh, was. Oh, I still I, don't change the oil. It, I make yeah, it's like it. a Brita filler. You literally drain the oil into the pitcher. And then you can reuse and then it you right just, away? Well, then you just let that sit. And what oil you have in your, your jug, you pour into your pump. And then when it's oh. drained through that little filter, you just I just take that and pour it back into the into the Let's jug. Say I didn't have a jug. Could I take my oil out well, through I mean, the filter thing and then wait for it to go down through and then just pour that back into my Yeah, I mean I guess you pump? could. The way the we had enough oil yeah. that I could let it sit and drain down because it takes a little while to do it. Okay. And usually when she's having me change it, she's in like a oh, typical Mandy mode. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah, like I need to put a I need to yeah. put a load in right now. Mm-hmm. So I'll just drain it out into that jug, let it sit until it's done, and then okay. pour that into the bottle. And then the next time we do the oil change, yeah. I put that underneath, and it drains right into. Like the I have an extra filter. jug just to have an extra jug, but I was thinking, well, if I didn't have to store so much oil, if I could just you know, drain it out of the pump into the thing. And like, if I wasn't in a hurry, just Mm -hmm. let that drain through the filter and then put it right back in my pump. Cause we got two bottles of oil when we got ours and we haven't bought any oil. Yeah. And one was like a motor oil bottle. Right. Kind of shaped like a motor oil bottle. So why were they two different? I don't understand. They're the same. I researched them. They're the same. I will say too, I did some research on the oil and they carry, at Tractor Supply, they carry a brand called Dairyland, I think Mm -hmm. it's called. So that one you're not supposed to use with the Premier Pump. I think you can use it with the Standard, which is on the older models. The one mom and dad have. Yeah. Yeah. My parents can use that one because it's, I mean, it's pretty cheap. Like you can buy a case of it for like, like a hundred bucks maybe for like a six pack or. Yeah. Well, the reason they don't, with, with the newer style is the the pumps run 
at a higher RPM and the oh. oil is thinner. Oh, that makes so sense. The Dairyland is yes. thinner. Yeah. That makes sense. Oh. It's like a it's a thinner weight than what Because when we, we were moving one of my bottles of oil dumped, I don't think I told you that yet. Um surprise, <laughs> so surprise, I'm gonna... surprise. <laughs> Listen, really quick sidebar. So but I have all my freeze drying stuff in this cabinet at the old house and I didn't want to unload it, so I just picked the whole cabinet up and carried it out I... in the oil spill. Do you see my surprise face? <laughs> And that so explains to... the oil stain. <laughs> but the now we're going to close the trailer. Cabinet. There you but, go. But now we're going to tell you later. Oh, God. Later when she needs oil change right. and there's no oil to put in. Right. So there is a little learning curve to um, mylar bags and doing the oil and all of that kind of stuff. Um, Even oxygen absorbers. There's oxygen a learning absor- yeah. Curve so to Google the chart for how much yeah. oxygen absorber CCs, right? You yeah. need per quantity so like you need for the gallon bags you need however much and for a quart bag you need however much and whatever so make because man when i started i was like oh I'll just drop one in this gallon bag that's not the well, right well even answer. like understanding how they work and like you know i and was sealing, like oh, okay sealing your container that holds uh, right exactly because yeah. i was putting them in like a mason jar and then i would you know suck the air out of the mason jar or whatever but they would get so hot and i'm like what yeah. is happening you know so i just sealed them back into a bag and kept them in like our cold room downstairs and they were fine yeah they seem fine in there yeah Yeah, there's definitely a learning curve with that um and i'll drop in the description too i'll drop a link to where we've been getting bags i mean obviously there's several places you can get them from but the best price that we've found um so that's i think doesn't hurt to set an alarm if you have it in a different room yeah for sure Right, that you have it running if you don't hear it. Set yeah. your extended dry time. Just yeah, in case you can extend your. Up. So, like, if it's if it's done and it'll say you have twelve extra hours on your dry time, and you know, like, you're gonna be going to your best friend's house and probably won't be home for several hours. Ask me how I know this. You can add a bunch of time. So you can add like six or eight hours to it so that you can deal with it later. Now, obviously, it's sitting there running or whatever, but at least your food's not getting ruined. Um, I think back to the Mylar bags. Didn't Doesn't Jessica from Three Rivers get hers at Azure? She Oh, I think she does. Like the cheapest. Yeah, Mom and I get them from, it's called something Farm. I can't remember what it's called, but I'll link it in the description. Um, and then I've also gotten them from Wallaby. Um, they're a pretty decent price and they carry all the things that you would need. Um, I'm trying, I think that's, that's really it for accessories, right? That that I I think of. I would just say if you're new at it, just because you put it in the bag and you sealed it up, it doesn't need to sit there for 25 years. Like (laughs) open it up in three months, then open another bag up in six months and then maybe open another bag up in a year to make sure that you're doing it right. You're doing it right. And see how how well it's keeping because you may not do it right and you're banking on having all that food for when things get bad and then you go to open it up when things get bad and it's not good. Another thing too that I found um, is when you're sealing it, sealing your Mylar bags, try to make sure, like we do work with powders a lot, try to make sure like the powder is not on the inside part mm. of the bag where you're going to seal it because you won't get a good seal. Yeah. There's been a couple times where I go down and I'm like, why is this bag open? And then I look and it's because there's powder on it so it didn't get a good seal. Also, with your um, impulse sealer, don't be afraid to set the dial to like a little higher than what mm-hmm. is recommended or... 
I do check eight your, twice. Yeah, or yeah. check your seal. Like when you go to seal it, you know, pull it out, let it cool for a couple seconds, and check to make sure that it actually did seal. Because sometimes you'd be surprised. So it you doesn't. can set it. Especially for this... if you have something that's kind of bulky that makes the yeah. bag bubble out. Yeah. You when you go to lay it down, it will want to kind of like fold over itself or mm-hmm. kind of wrinkle. And that's where you'll get a bad seal. So you can set your impulse sealer from one to eight seconds. So I always have mine set on eight. I do eight seconds. I, l- I lift it up and I do eight more seconds. And I, that way I always know I have a good seal on it. Um, if you're doing, okay, so like your oxygen absorbers are going to come in like a clear plastic bag typically. And so what I do is I cut it open, pull out what I need, and then I reseal it. Don't do eight seconds no. on your plastic bag because you'll just burn that thing right up. I've burned plastic up more than once. I would do like three seconds one time and it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, and there's so, a little indicator light that comes yes. on when you push the handle down and it'll go off when that amount of seconds is up, whether it's one second or eight seconds. Yeah. So it sounds really complicated when you first do it, but once you've done two or three loads in there, you'll know what to do. It's easy, and it's just like second name. It's just like canning or whatever. Like, you just know what to do. So, okay. On to our top five favorite things to freeze dry. So, first thing that we probably love the most is fruit. Um, We all kind of have our favorites, but I think family favorites across both our families are strawberries and bananas. Our kids, I mean, we love them too. Pineapple. Pineapple is delicious. Pineapple Peaches. has a different texture. It's it's chewier. Hmm. It's it's like a, a candy. It's much chewier. Missy's done watermelon, which I have mm. not done, oh but it gosh. is delicious. It does take a little extra time, yeah. obviously, because it's got a lot more. But not like a blood. ridiculous amount. No, no. But bananas, man, I don't oh. know what it is about freeze dried bananas, but they are heavy and strawberries. So if you buy like, you know, how sometimes you buy strawberries at the grocery store and they're just like not that sweet, especially in the winter. Mm-hmm. Freeze drying them always makes them sweeter. Yeah. So if you buy like crappy strawberries in the winter and you're just like, meh, these aren't great. Throw them in the freeze dryer and they will be awesome. Um, a tip on blueberries is poke holes in them or smash them or something because they will take 5,000 hours. Well, if don't you, they explode too if you don't pop they them? They could explode, pop, yeah. yeah. My mom has this like meat tenderizer. I got it. Yeah, it's she like pokey and that's it, yeah. what she does is she just like kind of pops them. Yeah. Um, those are probably, peaches are also delicious. Um, red ras- We did red raspberries. Ugh. Oh, they were like sour. I couldn't even bean love them. Of course. Red raspberries yeah. are <laughs> like eating pencil Germany. erasers. Yeah, exactly. No, they're, they're not. gross. No. Ew. Ra- black raspberries, red raspberries, barf. You don't even know. No, nasty. You and Zed can have that mess. Mm-hmm. Okay. Barf. Um, any other fruits that we really like? I think I haven't done cantaloupe, but I would love to do cantaloupe. I cantaloupe and honeydew. Somebody asked me yeah. to do that to be able to powder. Mm. powder I wonder for. cherries. Black cherries. We almost got you cherries at the produce auction today, they but expensive. they were super expensive. Ooh, yeah, they might expensive. get cheap. The white cherries didn't go for as much as I expected, but the red ones were yeah, really yeah. expensive. Yeah. Eight or something, a pint or I don't know. It was yeah. crazy. Um, So that's probably our first favorite thing to do. And honestly, if you're new to freeze drying, I would start with fruit. It's easy. Yeah. Um, You know, like bananas, we just do in slices. Strawberries, you can yeah. do in halves or slices. Don't do them whole. Oh, Lord. When we first got ours, I did... I think what I did is I sliced them down the middle or Bananas? something. Yeah. Yeah, I did, like, big old oh, chunks. <laughs> oh, God. They she can't. couldn't get them off the tray. <laughs> oh, speaking of oh, not getting yeah. off the tray, an accessory that you need, and I'll drop the link in the yeah. description, is parchment. 
So Missy has like these liner ones. Um, I I use like reusable parchment. You can use regular parchment, but like it's kind of wasteful after a while. But strawberries will be like, you know how like fruity pebbles stick to the bowl when you don't wash it right away? That's what strawberries. Good freaking bananas get too. Oh, bananas are any fruit, anything with the high sugar content. Oh my god, it is the worst. You will be sitting there with your metal away. Yeah. Please put down a parchment because yeah. you'll lose your damn mind if you don't. So that's the deal with that. Just a quick note. As far as freeze-drying vegetables, I am not a huge fan of freeze-drying vegetables to leave them as vegetables. But we do love doing them into powders. So like Mushrooms zu- do great. M- mushrooms really do, do like well. Mushrooms. Um, Missy and I really enjoy freeze-drying things like squash or zucchini or things like that to powder and then make into breads. Uh, like zucchini bread or whatever. Um, but like when we first got ours, I freeze dried like peppers. And then I was like, oh, this is so great. I'll like throw it in chili. And in a shit hit the fan situation, I would. But like on regular basis, mm, it's not my favorite. Well, part of our problem is when we go to cook, it's we need to cook right now. We're not. Wait, we don't let it properly rehydrate. We don't have the time. We don't give it the time. Give the time to rehydrate things for the amount of time they need to like your dad does. So my one of my top five favorite things to freeze dry is heavy cream. Um, and I think I put a YouTube video out about this the other day. Um, and it sounds kind of odd to freeze dry heavy cream. And I'll have Missy talk about milk here in a minute too, which is kind of along the same line. So when I first started thinking about freeze drying heavy cream, I was like, can you even do this? Because some things with a super high fat content like butter, you can't do butter in a home freeze dryer as i understand you can do it in a commercial one which is why you can buy butter powder but like we can't do it in ours but anyway so i reached out to harvest right and they said that you can freeze dry heavy cream it'll sit on the shelf for two years so i was like okay let's try it so i put some in the freezer some in the refrigerator and some on the shelf i've had my freeze dried heavy cream powder in the pantry since last august it's now june um and it does amazing so it's not great to like make whipped cream with it's not really that fantastic in like coffee but if you want to make um like alfredo sauce or some sort of like cream based sauce or whatever is fantastic for that if you don't like keep it in the fridge on a regular basis or you don't have a milk cow or whatever um so i love freeze-drying heavy cream do you want to talk about your milk situation yeah so um we shared with you the drama about the calf and we were trying to get a2a2 milk and it's i mean we could get it pretty easily around here but our problem was storing it um we were we needed gosh we went the other day and got 13 half gallons and and you have three fridges we have three fridges and you know we were having storage issues so i got to thinking you know i was doing some research on well what if i bought a bunch of it and freeze dried it and powdered it and then just reconstituted it when we needed like a gallon or she's she's down to a gallon a day now so it would have been a little more easier when she was really sick or just coming off being sick. She was, what was she, a, almost two gallons a day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two mm-hmm. gallons a day. So that was a little more tough. But, um, I mean, so that's an option, too. Like, And I even, like, when we were desperate, I'm like, okay, I remember seeing at Palette, they had bagged powdered milk, mm-hmm. you know, like powdered whole milk. Should I just go get some of that? And right. Because it was easier to store. And so, I mean, there there is different options that you can 
you know, when it comes to storage situations that it's great for. And you can do like yogurt. So Missy and I have both freeze dried yogurt so that you can always have like a starter on the shelf. So if you've ever made yogurt, you need yogurt to start yogurt or you need a yogurt culture to start yogurt. Um, So we both keep yogurt powder on the shelf because then we always can make yogurt. Like if we have milk, we can make yogurt. Mm -hmm. Um, But like if we don't have any yogurt from a previous batch and we didn't have the yogurt powder on the shelf, we wouldn't have any way to get our yogurt started. So that's another one I yogurt love melts. keeping on the shelf. What's that? Yeah, and the yogurt, yogurt melts. melts. We've done oh, like yeah. the yogurt melts for the kids, and mm-hmm. they just oh, they're love heaven. Them. They're delicious. Yeah. And to get the perfect shape, you get a syringe and suck up the yogurt, and then squeeze it out into the little dollops. Mm-hmm. And, and Greek is the, the best because then it's not as runny. Yeah, yeah, they're fun. If you have little kids, or I mean, you know, I, I eat them. I think they're right. delicious. Manson <laughs> buys them at the grocery store for herself. Oh, of course she does. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my next favorite thing to freeze dry is probably onions. And really I could probably just say herbs maybe in general, because I love making our own spices. So, um, I love powdering the tops of the onions and the skin. So like when I make onion powder, I take the skins of the onions, the tops, like the green part or whatever, and I freeze dry all that. So I have no waste. I just put all those on the tray. I freeze dry them. I drop them in the Vitamix. I make powder and then I can use those as a base. So like last year I had made peach jalapeno barbecue sauce appropriately labeled Thank okay God. so just Compared fyi right sauce. right if you're unfamiliar with my korean barbecue sauce story i think we talk about it in another yeah. podcast i think it was last week yeah i think it was last week's um so anyway i had freeze-dried some of this barbecue sauce and powdered it and it makes amazing seasoning so like if you're mm-hmm. into like making your own seasonings and you're trying to avoid crap like msg and like garbage like that um, you can use your freeze dryer to make your own seasonings. Pickle juice? Yeah. Pi- oh, man. Pickle juice? Yum. Yeah. You could use that on popcorn or, like, whatever. You can use mm-hmm. use it for all kinds of stuff. Um, the other thing that we love about the freeze dryer is, like, kind of back to the fruit. Like, Missy and Jeremy got some strawberries today at the produce auction. So when we were cutting up the strawberries, like, we did one bowl that's the pieces that they're going to freeze dry to eat as, like, a snack. And then in the other bowl, we did our tops. Well, when you powder your strawberry tops... You know, most people just throw those to their chickens or in the compost or in the trash. Um, You don't really notice the green tops. And there's a lot of nutrition in the green tops. So you can freeze dry the tops and then powder it into strawberry powder. And then you can add it to yogurt or oatmeal or smoothies or endless things that you could do with the strawberry powder. And, you know, not that throwing them to the chickens is a waste. But, like, if you can get strawberry powder out of it, why not? Um, Especially when they're expensive and they're hard to get this year. Right. What's that? Oh, strawberries. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, So my next favorite thing then is greens. And I'm kind of a smoothie nerd. Like, I love making smoothies in our Vitamix. So I love to powder. And, like, I don't like eating kale or collard greens or, like... Kale, no. (laughs) Like, we love a good green salad. But, like, I don't like the stringy salad. Like, I don't like arugula and, like, garbage like that. So I will powder all of those, and then we'll add those into smoothies and get our greens that way. So I have tons of green powders on the shelf of all sorts of different, you know, because if you put some kale powder in with your strawberries and yogurt and milk and peaches and bananas in your smoothie, you don't really taste it. Now, if you add in a ton of it, oh, we didn't add liver. We should should Mm. talk about liver quick. Um, You do not, Zad's full of crap, and you're just being whiny because there's no kale in a smoothie. Um, (laughs) You want to talk about liver? Sure. Um, so this was this is a bonus. Yeah. 
So we got liver and we had cooked it in the sous vide and then freeze dried it and powdered that. And we have people that purchase that for an iron, like a boost of iron. Um, if you're not familiar with sous vide, I don't think we've done a pot. Uh, we should do a podcast on the sous vide. I think I have a YouTube video on sous videing liver because if you cook liver on the stove, it stinks. Blit. It's bl- oh, so gross. So do it in a sous vide, then you don't have to smell it. Yeah. Um, so then we powdered it and put it in capsules and people just take the capsules and you can't taste them. Um, people have bought the powder to sprinkle in their like soups or like if they're making hamburgers, they sprinkle it in their ground tacos. meatloaf. Well, it goes a long way. Oh yeah. yeah. Don't do a lot. Like yeah, a tablespoon no. oh, gosh, to like yeah. a pound. Yeah. Um, so it's just another good way of getting, you know, iron in you without, you know, your kids knowing or. And like to buy liver powder, like on Amazon or whatever, and where did it come from, um, is expensive. So it, you know, over time you can really make your money back on your freeze dryer by doing things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. Last thing is meats and meals. And I know you haven't done a ton of meals or meats. So my biggest tip with Neat, first of all, especially as ground meat, is cook it first. Don't put raw meat in your freeze dryer. I mean, I guess you can, but, like, I feel like the whole point of me doing meat is that I have a ready-to-use product. And, like, if I put raw meat in the freeze dryer, then I still have to cook it once I rehydrate it, and I don't want to deal with that. So, if you're doing ground meat, cook it first, crumble it up, or whatever. I mentioned about meals and, like, chili and things like that. So, there's some things you probably don't want to freeze dry, like noodles. Like, I would... Yeah, like soups would be really good if you make some like you know like a meat based soup or whatever. Has your mom tried rice? Anything with I don't rice know in if it? they've done rice. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, you did. I, <laughs> I know. I'm trying dad to think about what it would do, be like. Uh, what was it? The chicken patty? Like the oh yeah, chicken dad. Patty. When they first got it, he tested a chicken patty. It was r- very interesting. Ew. Yeah, <laughs> go, but a piece of rice. Right. You cook it first. Well, before you cook it, it's in the hard. It's in a solid, yeah. and then it goes to, like, a mush. Right. So if you stick it in a freeze dryer, does it go back to a solid? Yeah, right. Like, it gives it a rebirth. Yeah. <laughs> right. Somebody asked me to freeze dry uh, Cheetos for them, and I'm like, aren't they kind of already freeze dried? Like, right. I'm like, sure. I'll How much it, moisture is like, in a Cheeto? Right. It might be a I'm short like, run. Probably more than right. think. Popcorn fart? It could like, be. They just, <laughs> just breathe and right. there's Cheeto dust. Yeah. So them ice cream sandwiches were amazing, though. Oh, oh were, yeah. It yeah. brought you back you to childhood at the yeah. Smithsonian. And, like, if you want to do something fun. Um, yeah. So what did we do when we did fun stuff? We did ice Skittles, cream sandwiches. Jolly Ranchers. Yep. Skittles, ice cream Jolly sandwiches. Ranchers. I'm going to try that. Tootsie Rolls. Oh, You've done Tootsie Rolls? Yeah. done Tootsie Rolls. Oh, I didn't know that. Cool. We did those in Florida. The Nerd Clusters. We did the Nerd Clusters. We did Laffy Taffy. Laffy Taffy. No, like the little ball ones. that Yeah. They come out looking like they ever... Lasting they were like stopper. Yeah, it almost like, looked like the COVID, the emoji COVID emoji. Yeah. <laughs> it's like all these yeah, like some virus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a lot of things down in Florida. Yeah. A lot of candies. I haven't done candy at all. We did like one run, but we did like each tray yeah, had like different, different stuff on it. Like yeah. Halved. Speaking of that, you can't freeze dry chocolate. Right. Um, I'm trying to think honey. what else. Oh, yeah, you can't freeze-dry honey, which, why would you do that anyway? I'm excited to try to freeze-dry flowers. Because a hard piece mm, of I've done that. Amazing. And, like, do yeah. they, like, hold up? Like, uh, Yeah, I freeze-dry them for soap. I yeah. mostly just dry them in the air for soap because that's sufficient, yeah. but I tested it once. Right. If I just needed, 
I don't know. I don't feel like it's totally worth it because I usually have more important things. Like, I can air dry flowers. Well, right. Like, you know I'm what thinking, I mean? like, for, like, fever few. Mm. You know, there's some, like, herbs, medicinal herbs that the flower is what gives them medicinal right. benefits. Or, like, the stem or the root or the leaves. You know, like, if, like, fever few, it's the flower. So, right. like, if I have fever few growing, if I could freeze dry the flower so that I could use that... Well, and that's an interesting idea because remember, so I got requests for lilac goat milk soap. So we put the lilacs in the dehydrator and they really kind of lost their smell. So I think the whole flower and herb, a lot of times I air dry my herbs if I'm going to use them in soap and I dehydrate the herbs if I'm going to use them for like tea or in food or whatever. Um, But that would be an interesting experiment to see if... Well, if you would freeze dry them... And then put it in your soap. Once it would, somebody would use it in the water. Wouldn't the water reconstitute it? Well, and that is a good point. So it I might get reconstituted in the process of right, like by the milk true, or something. I've used freeze dried strawberries in goat milk soap, and I've used dehydrated strawberries in goat milk soap, and the dehydrated ones hold up way better because, like Jeremy said, as soon as they touch the milk, yeah. I have, like, beefed-up, soggy strawberries. And Matt and I tested this back before Christmas. and The the, uh, strawberry banana? Yeah, the strawberry (laughs) banana. Someone asked me for strawberry banana goat soap, and honestly, it's not as gross as it sounds. No. Um, But, yeah, the freeze-dried fruit in the soap was not that successful. And this is where, too, like, a dehydrator has its place. You know, for for all kinds, I mean, there's all kinds of uses for your dehydrator, especially in the summer, like, well, my garden's not set up right now, but like last year when my garden was set up, my freezer, I was always full of who the heck knows what, you know, so my dehydrator often had the like basil and like mm-hmm. mint and things like that because I didn't have space in the freeze dryer. So I kind of had to decide like, okay, which, which is the best application for whatever I'm doing. So I definitely, if you're building up your food preservation tools, if you have neither yet, start with a dehydrator. It's kind of a good way to just kind of get in the flow of like drying things and storing them and whatever. Um, yeah. So what else? What else about freeze drying that we, oh, that's what I was going to ask you. Do you need a special outlet or you don't need a, like a 220 or no, anything, it, but it, it, it's a regular, you know, common three prong plug. But oh, put it on a, prote- a surge I would protector. definitely put it on a surge protector because it's a lot of money that you're going to put out to have a surge take out the computer or something, and they're not easy to take apart to get to that to replace it. Yeah, and if you, I mean, I'll say, <laughs> I've... Ask me how you know. Ask me how I know. <laughs> I've had to talk to Harvest Red a couple times when I first got mine. I was having a vacuum issue, and I did all the things. I checked all the hoses, the door was fine, whatever. And it wound up that the hose or whatever that comes in the back, Zad had to... Re- where the sensor goes in. Yeah, had re- he had to re-silicone it. it. Um, and their customer service was, was pretty good. I mean, once I got a hold of... There was something with her display, too, wasn't there? Yeah. Oh, we needed a new... Mm-hmm. Not a motherboard. No. It was, it just, was, the it was just the screen. Or the LED screen yeah, or whatever. So I don't remember what happened with it, though. I think it came. Like, yeah. Oh, it, it like, came. It took me, like, a month to get mine... Something? Yeah. Get mine rocking. But... So, if you have any issues when you first get... I mean, it's traveling from... I think they're made in Utah. Yeah. You know, so it's traveling pretty far. You know, they... The other thing, too, is that it'll have an S... Not an SD card. Jump drive. Thumb drive. Or whatever you call it. It has that little... Huh? USB port. Yeah. Yeah. On the side. So, you can get your files and then send Harvest Right your files. 
and they'll help you troubleshoot what's going on. So they're pretty good. I, have you had a Dr. Harvest Rate at all? I did for one thing, and I the oil filter. Oh yeah, when or they the pump. when they delivered, everything oh, was fine. I remember that our filter was broke off. So I had oh yeah, because like, you had a rattle noise or something. Yeah. And I was afraid that the part that broke was down in yes, the Yes, I remember that. I yeah, you know, you so yeah. Turn it on. Is there... yeah. yeah. So, and they were very nice and got me, like, I had a new filter within, like, two days. So yeah. So, it was nothing, nothing huge. Yeah, so those are probably all of our highlight tips. So, I guess this is kind of our, like, one-year <laughs> review of our freeze dryer. <coughs> if I had the opportunity to buy another one, I 100% would buy another she one. I've already almost did. Yeah, I've almost bought a second one a few times. Um, I think another thing, too, like, if you're doing planning to do powders and stuff, just really watch with your moisture levels. I've had a couple... I've had a couple things that I've done that I powdered, and then they were fine. But then I have, a, have had a couple things that I've done I've powdered... And still felt that there was moisture. And you'll be able to tell because stuff will clump up. And well, you can always run a second run, too. Yeah, and then I just put it back on the tray and run it. It doesn't doesn't do as long of a run because, you know, most of the moisture is already gone. But it's just to make sure that... I just had to do that with my out. onions. So, like, my first batch of onions... And this will vary all the time. Yeah. Like, it depends how thick things are and whatever. Well, right, and even, like, your the humidity in your house. Oh, yeah. You know, if you forgot to dry off the blade of your right. whatever. Exactly. Yeah, I had to put my onion powder back in, and it only dried for, like, three hours mm-hmm. because it was mostly dry. I just had some clumps, and I just wasn't comfortable putting that in the jar. Um, I'll note, too, like, so Missy usually puts her powders into Mylar bags because, like, she's, you know, selling them and whatever. Um, my powders, I just put in mason jars on the shelf. I don't even put oxygen absorbers in them or moisture absorbers or anything because I know we're going to use them within a year year two whatever um so you can totally just throw your powders into mason jars and if you're using them constantly just keep them you know in your pantry and then you just you know we just go in and figure okay we're gonna make strawberry smoothies today we put some strawberry powder in you know put our yogurt or milk and whatever and make our smoothies good when storing your mylar bags that are have product in them or product or whatever you want to call it your 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 ingredients you should probably also consider putting them in like a plastic tub. Oh yeah, they're not or, mouse proof. <laughs> well, that and these bags can get little snags in them and rip just a pinhole that you don't see, but it's allowing air to get in. So being able to store those in a fashion that you can get them down easy enough, but they're protected, gives you a better chance of the longevity of them. And I think we have like five. What are they? Forty, fifty gallon tub? Like Yeah, whatever those black and yellow totes are. Twenty seven like, gallons yeah, 20, or something. We have like five of them stacked on top of each other. Because they're so light. Because everything's so light, you can literally pick up the bottom tub with all four other ones on top of it and move it around with immense ease. Um, I'll say too that I kind of forgot about this. This is another one of my favorite things to freeze dry is eggs. So if you're a chicken owner and you're in hot egg season, you can do eight dozen eggs on average, eight dozen eggs in one run in the medium freeze dryer. So like last year I freeze dried 
hundreds of dozens of eggs to put in long-term storage. Um, and you can just put those right into a Mylar bag. Now, when you go to reconstitute eggs, it's not like you're going to get a dippy egg out of this situation. Mm-hmm. You're going to get scrambled eggs or an omelet, or you can use them in baking or whatever. Um, so like if we're getting down to like skinny egg time, like, you know, we're getting into like November and the girls are starting to slow down, we'll start using our freeze dried eggs in like baking or if we're doing scrambled or omelets or whatever and save the precious whole eggs for the mornings we want dippy eggs so eggs are just an amazing thing doing your freeze dryer and they're super easy you can literally just crack you know all your eggs right on the tray or crack them into a pitcher and pour them on they're super super easy so those are our our tips for the freeze dryer our favorite things in the freeze dryer our one year review of our freeze dryer so as always if you have questions let us know we'll see you guys next time bye friends